Paul Skeens is done for 2023. It appears that Andy Haynes and Oscar Marine may be back. Is that the right decision by the Pittsburgh Pirates on all fronts? Talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates brought to you by FanDuel. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. Again, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. More on them later. And as you heard in the intro, lots of big news off the field that uh, came out from the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. Of course, one of those being Paul Skeets, who I have talked about almost at nauseum on this show, and we'll continue to talk about at nauseum on this show, a potential generational pitcher compared to Steven Strasburg through the entire draft process. Pirates didn't overthink it. They take him number one overall, and he's done for 2023. And a lot of people would probably be upset by this a little bit just because of the fact that they want to see Paul Skeen's pitch. They want to see what he can do. They want to see him improve, and they ultimately want to see him in 2024 in Pittsburgh, as I do. That's what I want to see too as well, but I don't think it's going to happen right away for this Pirates team. But Paul Skeen's is done for this year, of course, the number one selection, and he was placed on the development list, and he's done pitching in 2023, which was very interesting. And we'll get into uh, why it was interesting here in a moment. But Ben Charrington had some words about this that pretty much made sense. Uh, and what Ben Charrington likes to say and what he likes to do. Um, ben Charrington said this to MLB.com and Justice De Los Santos, that Paul has checked the boxes that we wanted him to check post-draft as a pro in 2023, dot, dot, dot. Let's focus on a full offseason and a full 2024. Couldn't agree more with that statement, and I couldn't agree more with the idea that they want Paul Skeens to come into next year fully healthy. They want Paul Skeens to be a generational ace for this staff. That's what the intention is when you take a pitcher number one overall, and throwing his arm off this year would do no good, especially at the minor league level. And with the Pirates seemingly being out of playoff contention at 11 games under 500, there's no point to bring him up now. So I agree with this decision 100%. I think it is the right decision, and I have some things to back it up too. And a lot of people obviously know that at LSU, he had pitched pretty much a full season anyway uh, because including his time with LSU and the affiliates – that he pitched for in the Pirate system, that, of course, being the Florida Complex League, Bradenton Marauders, the single-A uh, Greensboro Grasshoppers, and the double-A Altoona Curve. I Actually, I don't think he went to Greensboro. I don't, I don't remember if he did because it was just very short-lived. But Skeens threw 129 and one-thirds innings pitched over the course of six months between LSU and the Pirates affiliates. It's a lot of That's a lot of innings. It's a lot of innings, folks, and I will – get into that a little bit more here in a second. 
Charrington also described uh, that as a high mark for any minor league pitcher that we've ever had. And um, yeah, it's a lot of innings. 129 and one-thirds innings pitched over the course of six months is a lot of time. Um, it was also stated, though, that uh, health was not a factor here. Skeens himself said he was healthy. The team has also come out and said that it was not due to health at all. It could just be arm fatigue. They just want to protect his arm, rightfully so. Um, and I agree with that 100%. I think you need to protect Paul Skeens' arm. He's 21 years old. That's what you want to see. But in his first professional season, he finishes with six and two-thirds innings pitch, five hits, four runs, two walks, and ten strikeouts. Nothing that's flying off the page here at all for Paul Skeens, but something that you can look forward to and say, okay, the strikeout-to-walk rate is there. The fastball is going to play. It has wonderful movement. Can the off-speed pitches and other things work in tandem? Probably. He's just that good. And that's what Paul Skeens is going to be able to offer. And again, limiting his workload in favor of a healthy full 2024 campaign. It's the right thing to do for Paul Skeens. It just is. And it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see more of them. We remember Ben Charrington saying he would be capped out at 20 innings. He only gets six and two thirds. That's fine. But going back to his innings total over the past six months that I wanted to talk about, keeping the 30-day model of a month, I know some months have 31 days, but I didn't want to make the math all difficult, and pitching every five days as he would on a major league schedule, on a professional schedule, that equates to 36 starts for Paul Skeens over that time period. Now, all of those starts could be different lengths of innings. I didn't get into all of that. I just wanted to state that if he pitched over those six months, 129 and one-thirds innings pitched, just tally those six months, and if he pitched every five days, that equates to 36 starts for Paul Skeens. It's a lot, because to put that into perspective, NL Cy Young candidate Spencer Strider has made 27 starts this year. I don't know if he's had any injuries or not. I haven't followed the Braves very closely. And Miles Michaelis who is the MLB leader in pitching starts, has made 30. So Paul Skeens, just based off of that model, over six months keeping the 30-day month model and pitching every five days, would have made six more starts over these past six months than the guy who currently leads all of Major League Baseball and starts right now. It's a lot. And... That speaks to college coaches not caring about throwing a pitcher's arm off because their job is to win a World Series. Their job is to win the College World Series, be the top team at the end of the day. And LSU did that, large part thanks to Skeens. That's That was his job there. College coaches don't care that much about what happens when they go to the major league level because guess what? It's no longer their problem. They go and recruit again. And that's what happened with Skeens here. Now, what was interesting about this timetable of him going to the developmental list and getting shut down is that he was slated to face off with LSU teammate and number two pick Dylan Cruz on Thursday. Um, but I guess the LSU duo is just going to have to wait to face off with one another. And if you wanted to ask me, it'll probably be at the MLB level when the Pirates and Nationals face each other sometime next year. 
I just really think Dylan Cruz is that kind of player that Paul Skeens is going to be. I think he's going to fly through that national system. I think he's going to be a phenomenal baseball player. But as I've said before about the Pirates taking Skeens, yeah, Dylan Cruz was an idea here, but taking Skeens was the right decision because the Pirates will never have the amount of money to spend on a pitcher of Paul Skeens' caliber. They could go find bats in free agency. That's something that any team can do. But elite pitching, no. No. You can't you can't find guys like Paul Skeens that are going to be affordable for a Pirates ball club. As for 2024, by the way, it does remain to be seen where Paul Skeens will start the season. I would think that he would probably start the season in double-A Altoona again, make maybe a maximum of five or six starts there, and then jump up to triple-A Indianapolis make some starts there, and then when the Pirates feel comfortable with bringing him up, I think that's when you get the debut of Paul Skeens. That's just what I think is going to happen, but we don't really know as of yet, considering the season's not even over yet. They haven't even come close to spring training or the offseason, so you don't really know what the Pirates are going to be doing in that scenario. So it'll be interesting to follow, and you guys know that I'm going to be following him very closely. I am even thinking about having a segment about Paul Skeens for every start that he has next year and talking about him all through spring training. It's going to be fun to follow this kid's career, folks. He is a generational pitcher that is in Pittsburgh. He is in the system. He will be a Pittsburgh Pirate at some point, and he will head into 2024 rested and ready to go for spring training, a resting period that he fully deserves. And I think it's going to work out. I really do. As for um, the rest of today's show, before we get into Oscar Marine and Andy Haynes potentially coming back, I wanted to talk to you guys about LinkedIn sales. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we've built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you could try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. We will be right back to talk about Andy Haynes potentially returning in 2024, as well as Oscar Marine in the final segment. And we'll be right back. And welcome back to the second segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates here on September 6, 2023. For all my everydayers, thank you so much for tuning into the show, as you always do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you so much. Can't express it enough. I expressed it a lot yesterday. And we'll continue to because you guys are the best fans that a podcast host could ask for. Now for, oh boy, this is going to get some fun reactions. Um, Andy Haynes 
I've called for his firing multiple times on the show. I don't think his hitting philosophy is fruitful in today's baseball. I don't think anybody has improved mightily enough. There have been improvements, but I don't think any individual players have improved mightily enough to consider his job a good one. But Derek Shelton went on 93.7 The Fan yesterday and expressed that both Andy Haynes and Oscar Marine, who we will get into in the last segment of today's show, are expected to return in 2024. Now, Shelton did cite multiple areas of improvement in this interview that he has seen hitting the baseball. And I will add this, the 2022 Pirates offense was horrible. The 2021 Pirates offense was horrible. So realistically, improvements, quote unquote, don't mean all that much in terms of what the improvement is. The improvements that he cited range from slugging, strikeout rate, walk rate, and runs overall have all reportedly improved. Now, I want to add this, that Derek Shelton does have say in this. I would imagine that he does, being the manager of the team. But he doesn't have the final say. Let's get that together. Just because he said this, on a radio show doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. Now, it's very possible that Andy Haynes and Oscar Marine are back for next year. And it's it wouldn't be surprising, speaking to the complacency of what this Pirates team has done with the coaching staff over the last 10 years. And speaking to one of the things that did improve a lot that Shelton did bring up about this offense and Andy Haynes is the strikeout and walk rates. Pittsburgh ranks sixth in walks and 10th in strikeouts. Those are good numbers. Those, those are very good numbers. And no doubt everybody knows that this is a very young Pittsburgh Pirates team. There's no doubting that whatsoever. This team is a very young team that's still trying to figure it out and going into next year is looking to potentially be a competitor in this NL Central. Now, what gets interesting about this, with Andy Haynes especially, is I talked about this on the show yesterday about Key Brian Hayes and his resurgence that he's had over the past month and change. What's interesting about that is some people may want to credit Andy Haynes for that. But if you've looked closely, there have been multiple players, including Key Brian Hayes, who have went with other avenues to improve their hitting and their approach at the plate. With who, you might ask. This is not the same in every case, but is is in the case that I'm going to bring up. Double-A hitting coach John Nunnally who has been with this Pirates organization for quite some time. And when they were looking for a hitting coach, I wanted them to hire him two years ago. They did not. They seek out Andy Haynes, who, let me remind you, was fired by the Milwaukee Brewers, who have since made, or since 
been a competitive baseball team and appear to be making the playoffs this year. And Key Brian Hayes, since coming back from that injury, as I mentioned yesterday, is having arguably the best stretch of his career right now. And is he's been vocal in speaking to John Nunnally, saying that he's spoken to John Nunnally on multiple occasions and has expressed interest in John Nunnally and what he teaches in hitting the baseball. That's interesting. And it's been brought up by a good amount of Pirates people on Twitter that I trust that it is interesting that Key Brian Hayes does this and John Nunnally is the person that he's talking to, not Andy Haynes. And if you're going to ask me, Nunnally would be my ideal vote to replace him. He was my ideal vote to be the hitting coach two years ago, as I mentioned. Players seek help from him. You go to the AA level, especially on rehab assignments, and these players seek help from him. And it usually ends up being fruitful for these individual players. Now, is Nunnally fully responsible for Hayes' resurgence? Probably not. But he's definitely played a big part in it, obviously, because Key Brian Hayes wouldn't be vocal about it if he wasn't if he wasn't improving based off of what Nunnally has helped him with. Players are very, very sneaky about that stuff. They don't usually like to be open about these things very often, especially that vocal as Key Brian Hayes has been. And it's, again, Nunnally has a very good track record. The Altoona curve, I mean, you see some things that guys do with double-A hitting the baseball. That's not a joke, folks. It is not. Now, if Haynes is returning, the Pirates have to expect his philosophy to improve. And very quickly, may I add. The, the time for sitting around and waiting is done. And to me, personally, Andy Haynes should have been fired months ago. I mean, the inability of this team to do the most simple of things at the plate sometimes is ridiculous. The called third, the called third strikes looking that we've seen from this team over and over and over and over again this year. Who do you think's telling them to do that? And ultimately, if he does come back and the Pirates have the same issues going into next year, very early in the season, the, the lease is short. And it's, I mean, I don't know how short it is right now, but it, I mean, I would have cut the leash already. I would have sent him running towards the Monongahela River already. And his lease should be short next year. Because not only are we as fans expecting improvement, but Ben Charrington is expecting improvement from this ball club. A lot of his players are starting to come up. A lot of his moves that he's made are starting to have reactions. So when you look at where this team currently sits right now with Andy Haynes, 
you have to think, folks, that him coming back next year and not performing well early in the year could be very detrimental for this team. Or if they do it early enough, could end up working. But we'll see. And obviously, this is not a done decision by any means. This has not been confirmed by anybody on the team. This has not been confirmed by the team themselves. And things can change, i.e. Clint Hurdle's departure. We all remember that one, right? But brace yourselves, because it appears Andy Haynes may be back in 2024. And just to end that part, not happy about it. I'm not happy about it, but we'll see what happens. And you guys know I'm usually the positive voice of, uh, of the show. I, I try to be positive. And that's what I'll try to stay here, but I don't know about this one, folks. Before we get into Oscar Marine potentially also returning next year and what that means for this Pirates team moving forward, I want to talk to you guys about the wonderful people over at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, of course, is your one-stop shop for all of the things you need. Because guess what? Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. Just saying the Steelers are plus two and a half. You should probably hit it. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of the LockedOn Podcast Network. And welcome back to the final segment of today's show of Locked on Pirates. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to my loyal um, third segment listeners. You guys are great. Oscar Marine was also mentioned as another coach that would be returning to the Pittsburgh Pirates next year uh, on that interview on 93.7 The Fan by Derek Shelton. And if you guys remember last season, uh, myself and Gary Morgan, who I have on every Monday, again, shout out to Gary for holding the fort last week, spoke about Oscar Marine and that Mitch Keller's improvements or lack thereof last season would either save his job or result in his firing. And we remember that Keller started the season very weird, got sent down, and I thought Oscar Marine's job was done for. Really did. And then Mitch Keller improved and kept doing good things and then comes into this season and was an all-star. And that's something that can be credited to Oscar Marine, if you would like to. And Johan Oviedo, we've also seen him be a surprise bona fide starter at the MLB level. Got the opportunity thanks to JT Brubaker, Vince Velasquez, and Mike Burrows uh, going on the shelf and Rich Hill being traded to San Diego. Oviedo has been one of the more consistent pitchers in all baseball, realistically, this year when you look at his advanced metrics. So those are wins for Marine. But when you look at everything else with this Pirates rotation, and I saw that Gary did a show about the pitching rotation last week, 
you cannot be happy right now about where this pitching situation stands. And again, the injuries to Brubaker, Velasquez, and Burroughs have really changed things for this team. They have. And those three things, those three injuries, arguably impact the rotation more than anything. But when you entered this season, folks, did you really think that up to this point, the Pirates would be having Thomas Hatch, Bailey Falter in an opener outside of Mitch Keller and Johan Oviedo? No. One, Bailey Falter and Thomas Hatch weren't on the team. And two, you thought Luis Ortiz and Rolandi Contreras were going to take that next step. And this was the year for them to take, take those steps forward. But instead, we've seen them take massive steps back. And as with Hayes, by the way, who I talked about earlier, seeking help from John Nunnally, Keller took a similar approach. He went outside of Oscar Marine to tread athletics. Is that potentially something that has been fruitful for his development into what he is now? Probably. Very, very likely. But back to Contreras for a moment. Um, he seemingly fell off a cliff this year. And the velocity was the biggest thing that I think a lot of us were kind of thrown off by because we remember Contreras averaging about 97 to 99 on his fastball in 2022. I mean, heck, we had Rowanzi Day segments on the show last year because of how excited we were for a guy like Rowanzi Contreras. And now... I mean, his fastball velocity, which is still okay, has dropped to an average of 94.3 miles per hour, and that was when he was at the MLB level. That is a near 4 to 5 mile per hour drop from a year ago. It's not good. It's just, it's it's not. I think uh, Dayan uh, Kovacovic over at DK Pittsburgh Sports stated that it, um, his velocity went from being elite to barely even being able to rip through a wet paper towel, <laughs> which it, it's a fun analogy. And his ERA has also been hurt by this too. Uh, it's inflated from a 3.79 from last year to a 6.59 this year. And it ultimately led to Contreras being sent down and really no timetable for when he's going to come back up to the major league level. Despite being 100% healthy, may I add, he's 100% healthy. And also in that free story over at TK Pittsburgh Sports, please go check it out. It's a great story from day on. Biomechanics are supposed to be the biggest thing that Marine's good at. And when you're looking at all of this and... Contreras is 100% healthy. No issues right now with his health. And this is how he's pitching? It's scary, folks. It's not something that you want to look forward to. And realistically, that's a failure on the pitching coach. There's no other way to swing that whatsoever. Now, Luis Ortiz, again, he was a flyer through the system. He had less expectations than Contreras going into 2022. 
And then going into this year, he had expectations. But again, he has time to improve. I talked about that on yesterday's show. And just think about how much better off this rotation would be if Contreras never lost that velocity and never lost that elite play that he had. Same with Luis Ortiz. I mean, at worst, those guys are back end of the rotation guys for you. But if you have a rotation of Mitch Keller, Johan Oviedo, Paul Skeens, Luis Ortiz, and Rowanzi Contreras, I'm not talking to you about going out and getting a pitcher in free agency. Because that, that excludes Mike Burrows when he comes back when he's healthy. JT Brubaker when he comes back when he's healthy midway through next year. That excludes Quinn Priester. That excludes Jared Jones. But that's not what we've seen. As for Ortiz, spoke about it yesterday. He has the issues that pale comparison to Contreras, velocity and control. And he's lost some of his velocity too. So are we going to sacrifice losing velocity and inflating ERAs, Oscar Marine? I don't know. He's done fine developing Keller. And propelling Oviedo. But as with Haynes, if the rotation struggles out of the gate next year, that leash is going to be short, folks. So we'll see. Their returns are going to be interesting, and we will see how they round out. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Pirates here on September 6, 2023. Make sure you follow this show on all of your podcast platforms. Subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked on Pirates. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Enjoy the afternoon baseball, and I will see you on the flip side.